0: Hi, Ruthie here. Today we're going to break down the stages of yoga nidra so that you can better understand the architecture of this practice and the significance of each stage. Okay, here we go. There's eight stages to a traditional yoga nidra practice. They are 1. Preparation, 2. Intention Setting, 3. Rotation of Consciousness, 4. Breath Awareness, 5. Experiencing Opposites, six visualization, seven returning to the intention, and eight externalization. Now, that was a lot, so let's go through all of them in order. The first stage is preparation. This includes setting up your space, getting your props in order, laying down in the resting pose shavasana, and closing your eyes. You might also do some preliminary breathing and mindfulness exercises to help you relax and prime your unconscious for later on. Maybe you might do some very, very short visualizations. This is all preparation. The second stage is intention setting, also known as Sinkalpa in Sanskrit or Kavana in Hebrew. And your intention is the seed that's at the heart of the practice, which resonates deeply for you. In this stage, you plant the seed and you let it go, knowing that you will return to it later on. And for a more detailed explanation of this stage, you can listen to episode two on this podcast titled Yoga Nidra Intention Setting, Your Your Sankalpa Slash Kavana. The third stage is rotation of consciousness, which is basically a fancy way of saying body scan, so you don't have to spin around in circles. The body scan is the most pivotal part of the practice that transitions you to the deeper levels of consciousness. And during the body scan, you go on a journey through the body and bring your awareness to each body part that the instructor says by repeating it in your mind, while also imagining it and zeroing in uh, on the feeling how you're feeling it at the same time. Try your best here to remain awake and follow the instructions. Although I will caution you that sometimes it's really hard to stay awake for this part. So if you do drift away, just be compassionate with yourself about it. It happens all the time. Stage four is called breath awareness. And here we just bring mindful awareness to the breathing at its own natural pace and rhythm. We're not changing anything, we're not manipulating anything, we're just bringing awareness. Remember that the breath is the gateway to feelings and deeper states of consciousness. And It's interesting that the Hebrew word for breath, neshima, is the same as the word for soul, which is neshama. The breath is our connection to the soul, and this stage can also actually have some really interesting techniques to follow the breath and engage with it in different ways, such as breathing only to the left side of your body or breathing only to the right side of your body. It's an interesting stage. Let's move on to stage five, which is experiencing opposite feelings and sensations. This stage is super interesting because it invites you to generate opposing feelings from within such as hot, cold, heavy light, pain, pleasure, in order to learn that all experiences come from within you. This is so empowering. Just think about it. Externally, nothing is changing. You're in the same room, same position, same temperature, but internally, you could be cold as ice or sweaty hot on purpose. This training to generate feelings from within can help you learn to consciously respond instead of automatically reacting to external triggers. I like to think of this stage like trying on different outfits just for fun in the fitting room, except that here you're trying on different feelings, thoughts, and sensations. So in regular life, if there's a rainy day or a tantruming kid or you get some bad news, you can choose what feelings and thoughts to generate about it. It's like you get to be in charge of your emotional universe and choose which outfits slash feelings to wear. This stage is also really important because it teaches us to tolerate and integrate opposite feelings. When we can feel both hot and cold at the same time or happy and sad at the same time, our body and mind learn that it doesn't have to be either or it could be both together. And learning to hold opposite feelings at the same time can help us to reorganize some of the all-or-nothing or, or black-and-white thinking that we might be struggling with and helps us to perceive the world with increased nuance and honesty. So we can start to rearticulate thoughts like it's a bad day or it's a great day to it's a day with some positive and some difficult things in it. Okay, I think you get the point, so let's move on to stage six, which is visualization. In this stage, you listen to the instructor tell a story or present you with a series of images, which you imagine on all levels, so uh, visual, feeling, sensory, and you let your mind be free and roaming here. This stage leads to a meditative state of mind approaching effortlessness. And here, the deepest delta brain waves are active, the same ones as in deep sleep. The images you experience can loosely associate to your unconscious, and some may stir up certain memories, wishes, beliefs, unresolved conflicts, and repressed impressions from the depths of the psyche. Since the mind and body are so relaxed, this stage, the memories and conflicts can be expressed, resolved and integrated, feeling really easily and safely. At this this stage, you may also be a semi-conscious observer, which actually creates the perfect condition for the unconscious mind to do the repair work without the conscious analytical brain interfering or getting in the way. Just trust here that your body and unconscious mind are very wise and they know exactly to do. And now that brings us to stage seven, where we return to the intention that you planted in stage two. Now, the mind and body are most relaxed here. And here, the intention, can really be believed, internalized, encoded. We're not just seeing it, we're really believing it here. This stage prepares the intention to travel forward with you into your day after the practice and into your larger landscape of life. And finally, we end with stage eight, externalization. This is the last stage where we slowly return to home base, to your body and to your waking consciousness. This stage should not be rushed so that you have plenty of time to transition back to the world around you while staying connected to the world within. Allow some time to get your senses back online, especially as your eyes readjust to the lighting and and you readjust to the environment. And after completing this stage, you can go on with your day, hopefully feeling more restored and centered than before. Now, if you have extra time, I invite you to journal about your yoga nidra experience and anything significant that showed up for you. Meditate a bit. You can do a little bit of yoga on the mat or put your energies into something creative or just go on with your day and do whatever you have to do. Keep in mind that To get through all eight stages of yoga nidra typically takes 40 minutes or longer. Many yoga nidra recordings are a lot shorter than that. To accommodate beginners or people with time constraints, uh, 40 minutes or more is is a lot of time. So in the shorter audios, the more essential stages are prioritized, while some stages might be omitted at the instructor's discretion. And the abridged audios are still very beneficial for their intended purposes. They can be great ways to build up up endurance for the longer ones and build up up wherewithal for the longer ones. Uh, But of course, if you have time to do a longer yoga nidra, then that's recommended. Um, So this wraps up all eight stages of yoga nidra. And I thank you so much for listening and hope that you have a wonderful day. If you enjoyed this content, I welcome you to subscribe, like, share, or leave a comment. I truly appreciate your support. Sending you my best wishes. Until next time.